Hello, everyone, and welcome to Off The Blocks Podcast Season 4. Thank you all very much for downloading our show today, wherever you are in the world, right now listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, another cracker show coming your way today. But just quickly before we get to that, guys, I'm very proud to announce the arrival of our own merchandise line, OTB Crew. It's very exciting. Uh, It's been a while in the planning, and the shirts are finally here and ready for you all to get your hands on. So please check out our social media pages for more information and the link to buy them online. Yes, we are selling them worldwide, so fans of the show from anywhere in the world can get their hands on an OTB Crew shirt and be a part of the crew themselves. Shirts are $35 each, and we are limited in our stock at the moment, so make sure you get your orders in fast. Not only are you purchasing a great style shirt, but you're also helping support the podcast so that we can keep bringing content to you each and every week. So head over to our Instagram page right now, click the link to shop online and become a part of the OTB crew today. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one-hundreds in the second inning. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Noot's hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Phantom Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats. Phelps in the black hats. And Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe's in front. Thorpe the hall. Thorpe goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the podcast is one of our Aussie Olympic heroes from Tokyo. Just a few weeks ago where she turned a lot of heads with her incredible fast relay swims. Is one of the... Wait, I'm going to start again. <laughs> This is what happened. We shouldn't have talked about messing stuff up at the beginning and we can edit it out. Now I've messed it up. Oh, that hasn't happened in such a long time. Anyway, all right. Let's start again. (laughs) Joining me today on the podcast is one of our Aussie Olympic heroes from Tokyo just a few weeks ago where she turned a lot of heads with her incredibly fast relay swims one of which set a new junior world record in the 200-meter freestyle. She came on the podcast last year as a swimmer on the junior Australian team. She joins us again today as an Olympian and a three-time Olympic medalist. It's my pleasure to have on the show once again Miss Molly O'Callaghan. Molly, how are you? Yeah, good. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. I'm glad I got that intro right because you're uh, you're deserving of a proper intro, mate, and I stuffed it up, so I apologise, but I'm glad I got it out. So good. <laughs> Mate, talk to me about how good it's to be out of lockdown at home with your family and friends. So no doubt, obviously, would have been a high and a buzz over in Tokyo, but you come back and you go into quarantine, which I can't imagine anything more deflating than that, being stuck in a thing. So now you're home. Now you're out and about. How's it been? Um, Coming back after quarantine, it's been a bit different. Like I get a bit of freedom now out of the bubble and everything. But I got to see all my family and go to school, which is probably like something that I haven't done in ages. Um, Got to see all my friends catch up. Still got to catch up with people. But it feels really weird and I'm like super happy to be like at home. But um, at the same time, I do miss Tokyo. Yeah, what was it like yeah. over there? Obviously, we'll get to the swimming portion of it and all that sort of stuff. But 
uh, in terms of, you know, the village and that sort of stuff? You enjoyed it all? Oh, yeah, the village was amazing. Like, um, like we had to stay in there. We couldn't go outside of, like, of the village, but um, it was amazing. Like, all the free stuff and, like, the food was amazing. Everyone was so nice, especially the volunteers. Um, but, yeah, it was a different experience, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, sounds like it. I can see the smile on your face just when you're talking about it. So I, I can tell that it's genuine. Talk to me about isolation then. We've talked about the ups. What about, I say it's a down because, I mean, you know, it's, we're all privileged yeah. in, in the way we live. But certainly being stuck in, in, you know, in a room for two weeks can't have been that great. What did you get up to during isolation? Did you take up any new hobbies? Did you start painting or drawing or dancing or what were you doing? Um, so I decided to start knitting during isolation because like Kaylee was knitting and all that. So I was like, oh, I might as well start knitting. Um, so I started doing that, painting, clay, I had clay and I like did pretty much anything, but um, a little bit of schoolwork, not a lot, but got to chat to a few people around like on like the deck and stuff. So yeah, but yeah. it was pretty boring. Who got you into the clay stuff? Was it Bronte? Because I know Bronte's big in, in clay and moulding stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I knew Bronte does clay and all that, but I was like to my mum, because we got a care package, um, so I was like, can I have some clay, some arts and crafts stuff so to keep myself occupied because I get bored really easily. But, yeah. I can understand that, mate. Don't worry. I was feeling for you guys. I would have been, not only would I have been tearing my hair out, I'm also very selfish. So I would have been like complaining and just, just you know, I would have been a pain in the ass. So <laughs> you guys did it a lot better than I would have for sure. Um, mate, talk to me about, you know, obviously we, you know, we're going to get into it in a second with the accomplishments, what you achieved in Tokyo. Has it sunk in yet that you are an Olympian and not only are you, you're a three-time Olympic medalist, have you had a chance to just have a moment to yourself and go, God damn, like I, I've achieved quite a lot this year. Yeah, it's actually really crazy, like knowing that I was just a like junior swimmer now, but like now I'm a senior swimmer and I'm just thinking like, like how I raced and all that, like it's such a big change on like what I used to race because, well, finally now I start following Dean's like race plans and all that. Um, usually I wouldn't, but like looking back, I'm just really shocked on like what I did and how I produced like my races and everything. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's very amazing, mate. Don't worry. I was, I was sitting on the lounge cheering for you. Don't worry. Now for all the young listeners out there, Molly, talk to me about when, you know, making the Tokyo team started to look more of a reality to you, was it a conversation that you had with Dean and he's like, Molly, mate, I think you can get on the team in the relays and I think you've really got a chance here. When did Molly making the Olympic team at trials, when did that plan start to, to build? Because, you know, we spoke a year ago and I'm sure it was in your mind yeah. and I'll get to that a little bit later because you, you did prophesize that you wanted to, to get to the Olympics. But when did it start to be like, hey, actually, if I really work here, I I've got a shot? Uh, so last year, definitely um, making like the national event camp in the four by one. I was I was so far off, but I think it was more of having like chats with Dean, and he was like, "You can really like make the Olympic team, and you can like become like kind of like a dark horse in a way, um, like kind of scraping from the outside. No one will really have any pressure on you." So it was mainly like scraping into the relays and the way I was training and. Um, it just got better and better in training um, and I just went for it. I just went all out. I was like, i got to do this. 
Why not? Well, yeah, you killed it at trials, and I, and I want to get to that in in just a second. But you know what what was it about your training leading into it that was giving you so much confidence? Obviously, you had confidence because you came in, you you smashed it. You know, not only did you swim really well in the hundred and the two hundred, but you swam pretty well in the hundred backstroke as well. You got third. Uh, you swam pretty quick fifty freestyle as well. So you're on fire. What was it about your training? Was it just everything was starting to come together? You were healthy. You were fit. Your mindset had switched to more of a uh, an elite swimmer rather than just a junior swimmer. You'd made a, a transition in your mind. So I think it was more of the fact of the transition. Um, I did come off like having a little bit of a low from um, Open Nationals. I was a bit down from that, um, but I knew I had to put my head in it and like transitioning into a senior swimmer was pretty difficult and like by like looking at my training and all the times I was producing in training which were like I would say I would have good really good sessions and some sessions really bad but um, from the really good sessions I could tell that I was making a big shift and I knew I could definitely like make a move. Talk to me about that week in trials in Adelaide because obviously, as I said, I don't go through it again because I don't want to, you know, make you blush, but you killed it. You had a, a phenomenal week. Talk to me about that week, though. How was that for you to handle? Because you had a, a pretty big program and you're backing up and you got heats and you got finals. What was that week like for you? Um, So, like, leading up to that week, it was pretty intense coming off, like, um taper but heading into it I had the 100 backstroke first um so in the finals I really surprised myself um like well it was my third time going under the minute um and like first time going under under the 59 and that was probably like my favorite race of all the week but yeah um definitely that like put like a little shift into what like I can do I was like yeah I'm pretty confident in myself but I think the 200, I wasn't so nervous because I was like, yeah, 200's not really my style. I'm not so into it. Like, um, it's not my thing. But I kind of surprised myself um, coming equal fifth with Meg. So I was pretty happy about that and making, like, the team unofficially. Um, but And then for the four, for the 100, I was so scared. Like, I was nervous. So it was just the whole day. Um, I couldn't sleep at night. It was just I was sweating I just was shaking the whole time I had a little bit of a cry um but yeah once I finished the race it was it was so good like I was so happy just to be done and knowing that like I was potentially on the Olympic team for the relays was really surprising I was just like so shocked I was so happy it's um mate that's great to hear and it's so funny to hear you say the 200 isn't really your thing knowing now that you're the junior world record holder of that event so that's crazy yeah it is um yeah i've never been a big fan of it to be honest all those poor people out there battling away to get that world record and here's someone's like i don't really like it but if you make me do it sure i'll get a world record yeah (laughs) training me for it he's like yeah you gotta do this I believe in you and I'm like okay I'll try like and yeah just did it (laughs) mate no doubt the St Peter's team is is massive and during that week uh you know so many of you guys were were doing such a good job and you know Dean was killing it Maxie's there running around and helping calm Dean down as well (laughs) what what, did that week help you know, you in terms of your own nerves, knowing that the team environment, you guys as a team were performing so well and getting around your team, did that help you? 
Yeah, definitely did. Like everyone was so supportive. We had like each other's backs. We would make sure we watch each other's races and cheer each other on and make sure like, especially during the low times, we're there for each other. And I think probably the positive environment had like a big influence on how we raced and especially seeing other others racing really well um, gave everyone else confidence that they could do something amazing. All right. Now there's a lot of moments we're going to get to through this podcast for you, mate, because there's a lot of first, you know, you're 17 years old. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of first. Talk to me about the moment that a lot of junior swimmers dream about, which is hearing your name called on making an Olympic team for Australia. So the final day in Adelaide, we know, you know, I think it was Gian that called the, the team out. Talk to me about that for you. What was that moment like? Oh, standing there in the line, like I was so nervous and I didn't have the right pants on. So they made me put these really big tracksuit pants on originally. But Kaylee came to my rescue. She gave me a pair of jeans and I was barely bumping it up and like my <laughs> aching and everything. But before getting called out, I did not know what to do. I was like, do I go out or like, what do I do? Do I wave? But like, um, hearing my name called, it just gave me a lot of emotions. I was very, like, I was just so excited. Like, that's probably the one thing I was so excited to be with, like, everyone. And it was such a good team, like, seeing all the people in the team. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, definitely from the outside looking in, it looked like a great mix. So we had the great, you know, young swimmers, the young stars. And I'm uh, very proud to say that a lot of the young stars that came on, we first had on this podcast telling people these are young stars coming through, keep an eye on them. So I was very proud about that with you and Tommy coming through, but also with the four-time Olympians with Emily Seabom and Kate Campbell. So it seemed like a, a great mix. I want to take that on to the, the staging camp in Cairns where you guys went to. Um, talk to me about that. What was that, that week like for you getting to mix it up with the senior members of the team? What was the camp like? And am I right? Did you room with Kaylee in that one? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, so going into Cairns, um, well, we had the first two weeks as like St. Peter's plus Kaylee. So I did some sessions with Kaylee, which was amazing. Um, she's a very, very hard trainer. So amazing to watch. Um, and then, like, going into the, like, national camp, like, the, like, Olympic camp, like, there was everyone. I was kind of starstruck at person and I was like, okay, I'm meant to be here. Like, I've earned my spot. And, like, everyone was so lovely. They just talked to you. They didn't care about your age. Like, they just, like, everyone just connected. And you would just have, like, a conversation about random stuff. And I got to room with um, Kaylee and, and I got really close with Chelsea. Um they are so amazing but Kaylee is very crazy at sometimes and I'm a bit crazy too so we both bounced off each other and like rooming together it was just it was so much fun like it was she did mention that you were a bit crazy and what we'd, we you know from the outside looking in you don't seem to be but she 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 reckons you're a bit crazy what were you girls getting up to for you to both be so crazy <laughs> um, lots of stuff um I, don't, I shouldn't really be saying this because, like, I might get in trouble, but we would go, like, up and get, like, our Baskin Robbins and quickly hide from the coaches and go <laughs> and stuff with all the others. Um, but, yeah, so we did a lot of stuff and Dean was like, Kaylee, you're not a good influence on Molly, but, you know, it was both of us together. But, yeah. <laughs> Influencing each other. Talk to me about training. It seems funny saying this to you because of, obviously, the the phenomenal squad you have that has a lot of Australian swimmers in your squad at St. Peter's. But what was it like training with the Aussie team, you know, going head to head in certain sessions with, you know, some of the senior athletes? Did you take anything away from what they do and how they train? Did you see anything that, 
you've started to implement and you will now grow going forward implement you know for your own training yeah so um we only really trained with Kaylee um like throughout cans but I got to watch everyone else like train and what they do everyone is very different like everyone does their own little things whatever works for them and I just like I think taking away is like I have to do what's best for me I don't like I shouldn't do things that like would hurt me or like that aren't so good um but everyone everyone does everything different um so and I think watching them train too and like how they train is just amazing and like um the the effort they put in like the technique and yeah especially doing their relay dives with them Mm. um yeah seeing all like how they do relay dives and I was like yeah I really need to improve on that um I'm not a big fan of relay dives but yeah just watching everyone was pretty cool just taking it back for a second, we talked about those sort of event camps and stuff like that. How good have they been for you to be a part of and how important have they been, do you think, for that team culture? We've seen from the outside looking in, the Aussie team culture in Tokyo was phenomenal. Everyone's supporting each other. You know, the results were great, but, you know, what I liked from the outside looking in was more that team culture. How important was those team camps for that sort of stuff as well? Oh, it was, it's so important. Like um, everyone has to build a relationship and it's like everyone has to get comfortable. Um, But yeah, it's, it's so like, um, it's so good because everyone gets to bond and get to know each other. And so like you feel comfortable in the team and so you can lean on other people when you're having a tough time and you can chat and like, and everyone will cheer for you no matter what, if you're not having the best time, but if you're having the best time, yeah, they're always there for you. So it's great to have like that bonding experience beforehand going into it. Now, one thing, it's one thing to be away from home for a very long time. It's another thing to be away from home for a very long time and be a young teenager like yourself. How have you handled being away from home? Cause obviously you went to the camp and then you, you know, you're over in Tokyo and then you're back and you're in isolation for two weeks. How'd you go with all of that? I really enjoyed it. Like, I loved it. I'm not going to lie. I love being away from home. Like, I'm pretty independent. Um, But, yeah, it was just something new. And, like, it was so much fun. There was always something going on. So you always had your time filled. And you had the main focus of um, beforehand, like, Olympics. And that's all you thought about. Um, You didn't think much about home. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, being away and going to Tokyo and I would do it again definitely miss independent I like it and definitely seemed like you're very focused and eye on the prize in terms of Tokyo so it kept your mind occupied um we we talked about you know you enjoyed your time over in Tokyo give us a little insight into what we might not have known what was going on over there so we what were your protocols like what was it like going into the you know um going to eat and things like that what was your village experience like um, so there was hand sanitizer everywhere, but, um, so every day we had this little tube, you probably heard about the spit tube. Um, so we had to spin in that every day. Um, like we had to go out with masks on every, like all the time you had to have your accreditation, but especially to going to eat, you have to like hand sanitize, put gloves on, go in a line, sit in the cubicle thing. Like it was, you couldn't hear anything, but mm-hmm. everything like, no one really mingled um, with other teams, um, especially inside of the Australian team. We all kind of stayed as like the swim team. So, yeah, not like many people mingled. But, yeah, it was a lot different to what it should be. 
Yeah, I can imagine. It's funny you say about the uh, the masks. Apparently, Brendan Smith over in Italy just keeps wearing his mask out on the streets of Italy as well, just to flex that he is an Australian swim team oh. member. So. <laughs> he he <laughs> keeps saying it's not a flex, but it's definitely a flex. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you room with uh, in Tokyo? So I was one of six in the room, but my roomie was Brianna Thrussell. Um, and then in the other rooms, I had Maddie, I had Leah, I had Abby and Meg. So it was a big room and we are like really hyped and it was always loud in there. So it was never a quiet moment. But I think that was probably the best room ever. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it sounds like it would have been good vibes. Talk to me about the bed. What, what, was, the, what was the cardboard bed like? Um, so the cardboard bed, like we got two, like we got a mattress topper and then we got like an air weave and then there was a bed, but, um, the two, the air weave and the mattress topper, um, they were supplied by like the Olympic committee, like the Australian one. Um, but on the last night I did sleep on the original mattress. Um, it was not good. It was rock hard, but for the whole week, I kind of, I did have ups and downs sleeping because it was that hard. I had a bit of discomfort, but it was, yeah, it was the, probably the worst thing ever. (laughs) Oh, these are the sort of things you got to take the good with the bad, don't you? So absolutely. And for, you know, for all the young swimmers listening out there, these are the sort of things you got to deal with. It's not all, you know, you rock up to a, you know, big international meet and you've got a five-star bed to lay in nice and comfy and cozy sometimes. And you guys got the the better of it. I've heard some crazy stories about, you know, Commonwealth Games in Delhi and, and certain, you know, other hotel rooms where the, um, where the bloody balconies aren't finished and all this sort of stuff. So it sounds tame compared to that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Like that was probably the only thing was the beds. Yeah, absolutely. What about the pool itself? Um, You've been to a few different pools now in your time with the junior, you know, Australian team and that sort of stuff. But how did you rate the pool itself? Oh, the pool was so amazing. Like the best pool I've ever been to. Like the setup and everything, the atmosphere, just, oh, it was so good. And you know how like, Sometimes when you hop into a different pool, it feels a bit weird, mm-hmm. but like it felt pretty kind of light. So like when you're swimming, you felt pretty like really good. Um, but it was, it was such a good pool, like 10 out of 10. Well, no doubt it was 10 out of 10 for you with, <laughs> with the results that you got over there. I can see why you're pumping its tires up. Let's get to it, mate. First night um, and first, you know, session of heats and the four by one freestyle relay. Did that help? your nerves knowing that you were going straight into action and you didn't get a lot of time to think about it? Um, I think it was probably the best thing ever racing on day one um, heats, um, especially leading off the relay. Um, that's something I wanted to do um, was lead off um, as like, it gets me a, another chance to get a PB in a way. Um, but I think I was going ner- like getting a bit nervous um, as it was my first race, um, but not as nervous as Charles, which is weird. <laughs> well, we know you like leading off because you've just told us before you're not a huge fan of the the relay changeovers. So we we know you like leading off, and uh, you know you went fifty three oh eight on the lead leg. You must have been pretty stoked with that in on an individual level. Yeah, no, I was, but at the same time, I really wanted to go under 53. Um, that was my main goal. And, um, 
just to but like I did a race plan and I wanted to see how it go and obviously it worked but at the same time I really wanted to go under that 53. <laughs> but, no, I, I think there's a lot of swimmers listening mate that can uh, empathize with with what you're talking about there's always those goals and you and the coach always nod your head and yep yep this is what we're thinking but as the swimmer walks away I always know that they think they want to go a little bit faster than what we've just agreed to. So I can yeah. definitely understand that. Now, of course, we know the girls would go on to, to final, uh, to sorry, in the final to break the world record. How proud are you, you know, of, of you and, and your, your teammates, Emma, uh, Meg, Bronte, um, Kate, uh, Maddie, you know, what you girls did and being a part of a historic win for Australia? Yeah, no, I'm so proud of the girls. Um, I think it was such an amazing moment. I was a little bit sad that I would, I wasn't going to be in the final. I was like, I think everyone would be if they're in my position. But I was, I was just really happy, and I have so much respect for them girls. And they raced like brilliant. Like they were just amazing. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, it, you know, given your age, mate, I think there's many, many, many more years where you're going to be in those final events. Don't you worry about that. You're going to get your opportunity. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I want to get your 200 uh, swim in the relay in just a moment. But before we get there, what other races did you enjoy to watch as a spectator while you were there? Did you get in the stands at all? And, and what races really G'd you up after you watched and went, God damn, that was quick. Now I want to get back in and get amongst it. Yeah, so I was up in the stands for the finals because obviously I didn't race any finals, but um, the one race that really stood out to me was Kaylee's 100 back. Um, that I got so nervous for that. Like I was literally screaming, but I was in the warm-up pool watching it on the TV, so I didn't watch it like because I was getting ready for my next race, but I was shaking for her. She did so amazing. Like It was just a brilliant race. Did yeah. you get nervous towards the end like we did? Because, you know, a lot of you Aussie guys backing, back-ending it, which is great for you, and I know you all trust your abilities and your race plans, but for the spectators at home, um, you know, it's very nerve-wracking. Did you get anxious as well? Oh, I got so anxious. Like, <laughs> I was so, like, I was just a mess. But she did it. She did amazing. Um, she really deserves it. So it was such a great race. It absolutely was. I just finished talking to her about it not that long ago. So it was definitely, <laughs> definitely fresh in my mind as well. All right, Miss yeah. Molly, let's talk about your 155-1-1 in the leadoff swim in the four by 200 meter freestyle relay. New junior world record. Uh, absolutely blew the rest of the field away. Just so you know, I've done my research. So by at least two seconds or more, you know, that's where the other girls were around you in that race. Um you know, did you know you were going that fast when you were racing? Did you feel like, well, this is, you know, I'm going pretty quick here. Um, so I, my plan was to take out the first hundred a bit easier. Um, so I was just like, I'll stick up with the girls at the top. I'll try and make my move kind of on this, like at the second 50 kind of, um, like try and stay in front and then turn for the third 50. And I tried to make that shift and then, I turned to my last 50 um, it, and then I just went for it. That's that's what I was like thinking in my head because I was like, I've got a chance to do something here and I like had enough energy and I was like, I just went for it and I, yeah, I surprised myself. What did Dean say after that race? Did he say, I told you so? Because he's been the big proponent of your 200. 
yeah yeah he was like um before the race he was like I know you can do a 155 and I was like yeah yeah maybe and then he was like um it was such an amazing race everyone was so happy with it they all sh like shook by it like I, like everyone was kind of yeah everyone like congratulated me and um but we didn't know I got the junior world record I kind of had an idea I was like oh maybe it's around there when I touched the wall but um next morning he I was asleep obviously um he got, like knocks on the door and the girls are awake and he's like oh can I see Molly and they're like they're like oh no she's asleep and he was gonna like walk in the room while I was asleep <laughs> I mean, like, the junior world like record I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I woke up early, but yeah, he was very, very happy. I could imagine. Did you did you think, you know, we just talked about that 100 and you going in with the aspirations of getting under 53, going into the 200, did you think in your mind that you, you could get a world record? Um, I don't, I really don't know. Like I just, I thought like I should just try and do my best. Whatever happens, happens. Um, If something amazing happens and Cool, I'll take it. But, yeah, I didn't think much of it. I didn't want to put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but I just wanted to swim my best, yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, it definitely worked for you, that's for sure. You, you yeah. briefly mentioned it just then. Talk to me about your race plan for a 200, and we'll, we'll talk about your 100 race plan as well. But start with the 200 because that's what you are the junior world record holder at currently. Um, talk to me about that race plan. <sighs> Uh, so I've been working on my back end for a long time, well, for quite a while now. Um, so definitely for that race plan, it was Dean's idea to see if I can go out a bit easier. We've been training for it. Um, definitely for that 100, try and go out a bit easier, conserve my energy a bit more because I'm a bit more kick dominated. Um, so I use, like, all my energy during, kick, like, kicks. So he's like, calm your kick down, like, try and keep it calm so I did that and then um and it was just kind of like on that last hundred try and build it like each in like into the wall build it every time and definitely do not breathe as much because I'm known for breathing a lot um but we've been working on like breathing fours and stuff and I'm slowly getting to it um but yeah it was definitely making the move into the wall and the last hundred to make the big shift and go for it Talk to me about your 100 race plan for all the young listeners out there. What's your race plan when you're behind the blocks for 100 freestyle? Um, it's definitely the same as the 200. It was try and conserve the energy on the first 50 and just bring it home. Um, breathe a little bit more on the first 50 um, so I don't, like, die in the second 50. But, um, yeah, definitely on the last 50, not breathe as much. Try and breathe fours and then big kick and everything and then underwater definitely underwater I forgot about that but yeah, yeah. don't forget about that how many kicks do you got to do um off a dive I normally do eight um off a turn it can it varies like I'm not I probably should practice on that a bit more but um it can go from like one four it's just very random sometimes <laughs> thing. but yeah now, mate, there was a lot of conjecture around your amazing swim um, because you weren't selected to swim the finals in the four by two. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, were you unhappy with your decision? Because, you know, even if you were unhappy, I don't want you to say because I don't want you to get in trouble. But talk us through your understanding around team selections for, you know, between heats and finals. And was this something you were aware of going in that you were going to be a, a heat swimmer no matter, you know, how fast you went? Uh, so this is 
like they wanted to do the four and four for ages. Um, it was something that Dean really wanted to do. Um, in Cairns, we did practice with all the girls, potential four by two girls and all that. I practiced with the four by ones. Um, but yeah, it was a definitely like a thing that's been wanted to like do for a very, very long time. And they had the great opportunity because everyone can go a 156. A lot of the girls could. Um, but yeah, um, like my understanding is um, like experience does play a big role too, um, especially with the selections. Like I understood that and I was like, yeah, and I was completely happy with the decisions and um, I think it was probably the best thing to do, um, especially because the girls did race incredible at the end of the day. Um, a bronze is a bronze. I think it's it's my favourite medal. I'm not going to lie. That's the one medal I love the most. Have you got um, it? Yeah, I do. I'll take it on my my um, uh, my stuff here. It's like in the box, but it's a little bit chipped from all the other medals together. But, yeah, it's my... Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, it's. I think I'm most proud of that and all the girls that did race, and it, it was just so amazing to watch too. Yeah, well, you mentioned that, and Emma, Maddie, Arnie, and Leah went on to to get the bronze medal in that final. And it, it's got to be said that all three teams that medaled in that you know event broke a world record, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's not as if you know that oh they just you know they bombed out and they got bronze. They still break a world record as a team. It's just the other girls swam faster. Yeah, yeah. Like anything can happen. Like um it a bronze is a bronze and a, like they break the world record. Um it was just you know stuff happens. Um but they swam exceptional. Like um they all swam like really fast. Um like I think they should be very, very proud of themselves. I'm super proud of them. Um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, for too long here in Australia, you know, we harp on about the gold medal and everyone's looking at gold medals, but I think that definitely, you know, was a, an opportunity to be proud of of the girls, not just for, as I said, getting a bronze medal, but also for, you know, women swimming in general for having, you know, 12 girls break. A, a world, a team world record there, I think, is phenomenal. So uh, definitely shows that you know the female you know side of swimming is definitely just getting faster and faster, which is crazy to watch. And you're definitely uh, a massive part of that. You watch that in the stands. Oh yeah, yeah. I was cheering in the stands. We were all going crazy. Like the race was just so crazy. We we're all watching it, and everyone was just going mental. Now, but mate, yeah, no- everyone's happy. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Um, no doubt, you know, the coaching team and in particular head coach Rowan Taylor was paying close attention to, to what you were doing over there and, you know, very impressed because you got the call up for the freestyle leg of the women's four by 100 metre medley relay um, and you didn't disappoint, but you went 52-3 on a changeover. So I know it's not a lead off, but still, goddamn, it's pretty quick. It's a phenomenal swim. Firstly, did you always know you were swimming in that relay and how excited were you? to get out and race again because you look like you were just throffing to get over there and, and race. So I can imagine another opportunity to get in and, and have a crack would have been a good one for you. Um, yeah, so this was kind of a last-minute decision. Um, it was out of Meg and I for the two, 4 by 2 so the choice was off the 4 by 2 Whoever swam fastest would get selected for the women's medley relay and... 
um i was so excited to do it i was like oh, at the same time i was like i kind of want to be done but it was just another opportunity to have a crack at that 100 freestyle and try something else and especially when i've been a bit fatigued and i was like i know i can do something else um and my back end um i finally well this is off a relay start but um i finally went under like the 27 mark so i did like a 26 um which was so exciting um dean was super happy with that um and that's something i've been wanting to do for a very very long time and it was such an amazing time and an amazing experience to race with all the girls especially chelsea because you know it's i am and i got to spend some time with her racing and marshalling and all that but yeah yeah did you enjoy that part like so much of what we do or what you guys do not me i'm not in there don't worry what you guys do is individual but you know, you're over there and definitely a major part of the relay teams. Did you enjoy that aspect of being around the girls in marshalling and, you know, warming up together and all that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. I think that probably took a lot of my nerves off because I knew it was a team event and I had the girls right next to me. Um, and we all supported each other at the end of the day. Um, we warmed up together, did relay changeovers, as many as we wanted. Um, but, yeah, we had to, like, we were marshalling and we all kind of bounced off each other, like, just saying really stupid the majority of the time. But, um, yeah, I think that probably helped a lot with my nerves and calming me down because I'm very chatty and marshalling and that's something I need to do because in an international um, meet, you don't really know many people, especially if you're new to it, um, and that can be really hard to get into. Now, listen, what a way to finish the Olympics in the pool with, you know, that team that the girls, Kaylee, um, Chelsea, Emma and Kate went on to win gold by the narrowest of margins, uh, an amazing race, a great race to finish off. Uh, another gold medal for you as well because you're a part of, of the Heats team. Where did you watch that relay from and, and how excited were you about that finish because it was crazy? I'm always in the stands. Um, so I was definitely in the stands. Um, yeah, yeah, we all stood together as four girls, um, Oh, three girls. Um, we cheered them on. Um, and it, it was just an amazing moment to watch them go and win. It was just such a tight race too. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just amazing. Like, that's probably the thing. Like, it was incredible. Yeah. Were you always confident Kate would get there or you know, did you back her in from a long way out? Because, I mean, God damn, that was a, that was a close finish. Yeah, no, Kate's, Kate's just an amazing um, racer. She has a lot of experience and she's someone I definitely look up to. And, yeah, she she can do, like, do anything, literally. Um, but that was an amazing finish um, and it was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Four-time Olympian. Uh, it is crazy that her and Emily Seabom have been to four Olympics and not only have been to four I Olympics, they went to the fourth one uh, and come away with medals and, and you know, almost PBs. And it's, it's crazy to think after four Olympics, they're still pushing their limits of what they're capable of. Yeah, definitely. Um, very inspiring. Yeah. Do you take anything away from that as a youngster? I mean, you're 17. So you still got a very, very long career yourself anyway, but do you look at those girls and look at their age and, and look at what they're still able to achieve and balancing life and, and swimming and think, okay, well, I can really make a, a long career out of this if I want to. Yeah. 
definitely um it does put the idea in my mind that I could possibly stay in the sport for a very long time but at the same time um it's the it's kind of like the unknown um but definitely looking at those girls push on um definitely for their fourth olympics was just it's it's crazy it's just yeah mental yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I don't want to put pressure on you and say you want to be a four-time Olympian, but there's definitely an Olympics only three years away, mate. What lessons did you take away from Tokyo that you hope to implement if you can get back in that team for Paris in 2024? Oh, this is a hard one. Um, look, I think just to be myself um, and do what's best for me, um, and just take the experience with me. Don't go too crazy with everything. Um, stay calm. Um, but hopefully for Paris, I do get an, like, I have fingers crossed, I get an individual event and hopefully in the finals and stuff. But definitely looking at the girls and watching them spin the finals and back up, um, I really look forward to trying to do that and, um, yeah, just for, like, what the experience I can get, like, in the next few years for it. Yeah, 100%. I think you've already got the right attitude, mate, in terms of, you know, being focused but not overly crazy about it and you're pretty chilled and laid back and just enjoying the moments and taking it as it comes and even talking to Kaylee about her, you know, massive races and going in ranked number one world record holder and, you know, still I think she managed to to keep an air of calmness about her, which I think is a, a major key. Oh, yeah. She's so funny, Mike. <laughs> yeah she's so calm she's so funny and she's like some of the stuff like I, I think she got quite a bit nervous um going into it but she's very chill on the outside definitely yeah and no, absolutely now uh was it nice to have Dean over there to share those moments you know with what you guys have worked so hard for I mean he's an amazing coach and um definitely he went viral through the Olympics you know, for, for, you know, Ariane swimming in the, in the 400 and, and his reaction to that. But, you know, that's what we see on the outside. But, you know, I know on the inside what an amazing coach he is, how passionate he is, how diligent he is about his work and, and obviously how he cares about you guys as, as athletes individually. How important was it to share those moments and have him there for that? Oh, sorry. The last part kind of went <laughs> cut off a little bit. <laughs> You're all right. No, that's okay. What did you hear? Um, kind of just like the first little bit and then it kind of just cut out. All right, yeah. don't worry. I'll start again. Are you ready? Because it's my internet, by the way. It just showed up oh, and no. said your internet is unstable, which is kind of like my mental stability at the moment too. So it's all good. <laughs> it's, good. it's good that my internet matches my my mind. Um, all right, you ready? Well, well, I'll do it again. Yeah, Let's yeah. see. Let's try this one more time. <clears throat> How nice was it, mate, to have Dean over there to share those moments with you? And obviously you guys have worked so hard together. Uh, an amazing coach, you know, in his own right. We know that he went viral through the games with his uh, reaction to to Arnie's 400 freestyle win. But we we know, you know, going deeper than that, he obviously has a massive passion for the sport. Uh, he's very diligent about what he does and he has a great appreciation for you guys individually as athletes and, and working closely with you guys. How important was it to, to have Dean over there with you? Uh, it was extremely important, um, especially being at a young age and not having any experience of this. He um, he just guided me to, like, the right position, like, everything. Like, it was just, 
he helped with everything, made sure I was on the right track, doing the right thing. Um, and it was good to have him there um, knowing, like, I felt comfortable and I knew, like, he could guide me in the right right direction. And he yeah. was very supportive too on everything that we did. Um, yeah, and he just gave us confidence that we could could do something amazing. Now, did you ask him where that celebration was when you broke the junior world record or did he do it and the cameras just didn't see him? <laughs> um, I honestly do not know, but... <laughs> he does is so embarrassing like I just have to I just have to walk away I'm just like okay D, <laughs> D. it's just like he he does like this karate like kickboxing pose like every time I look at him or something it's it, he's just he's just weird person <laughs> oh but it's funny though, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, the Americans saw that and, you know, everyone's looking at it and there's, you know, been a lot of talk about, you know, Dean, you're putting on a show, but that's just him, isn't it? That's him. He's passionate. Uh, he's enthusiastic. He loves what he does and he loves being a part of it with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely Dean. Like that's just Dean all over. Like he, he can be very, very tough on us. Um, but at the same time, he's so supportive, um, and definitely he was he his celebrations are something else. Um, they're off the chart, but yeah, oh, no it's doubt. definitely. I started Dean. getting pressure from my own swimmers. They started texting me saying, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you reacting like this when I do a big PB?" I'm like, but "Listen, calm down, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get kicked uh, off pool deck in Sydney <laughs> if I do something like that." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, it's just sometimes I'm like, okay, and then you just have to walk away. And like, <laughs> now, mate, talk to me. What's your plans now that you're home? Uh, the games are over. Um, you smashed it. As a team, you guys killed it. You've been in quarantine. You're home now. What's your, what's your plans? Uh, so getting back to school, um, definitely getting back to that um hopefully seeing a bit more of my friends enjoying the break um i might have a break for a little bit longer than i intended um because i don't really want to count the two weeks in quarantine because i didn't get to do much but i think probably a month and a bit or like two months of a break would probably be the best thing for me um but since the game's been over, it's kind of coming back to like a low, but I just want to have like a chill time. Um, some moments are very, very um, high. Like yesterday, I got a bit embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. Um, definitely do not like big celebrations. I was just, my face went red. Um, but yeah, hopefully just seeing everyone is the main thing that I really want to do. Well, mate, I don't want to embarrass you again, but I think you're going to have to get used to that with the trajectory that you're on and how hard you're working and uh, the ability and talent you have. I think you're going to have to get used to some more celebrations about around what you do in the pool. Uh, and to back up my statement, uh, I want to finish with this. So normally I always finish, well, I used to always finish. Uh, I don't do it so often anymore. With When we redo this interview in two or three years' time, what accomplishments would you like me to put in the intro about you I asked you this last time and you said, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, but I'd love to make the Olympics. And if I don't make that, I'd love to, you know, go on and make another senior team uh, at some point. How does that make you feel now hearing that? That was Molly a year ago, 16-year-old Molly a year ago saying that. And now you're an Olympian and a three-time Olympic medalist. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, like back then I wasn't so sure that I could do this, but now it's just given me so much more confidence and it's it's quite crazy to think back then like that was my goal and I've achieved my goal. But there's so much more to come. Um, I'm just going to keep striving forward and doing my best in training, make sure, make sure I push as hard as I can go and hopefully in the future I can get on a senior team for an individual event um, and hopefully next year come games and worlds um, but yeah it's just crazy to think back then that was just a year ago felt not too long ago. Well absolutely mate you've grown uh, so much just within that year and even just in this conversation that we're having now I can tell how much maturity you've you've grown in that year I mean I think the last time we had a chat I think it went for about 30 minutes and um you know even then I was sort of dragging questions out because you were kind of just giving me short answers not your own fault just your inexperience in that sort of nature but now I think we've nearly talked for an hour uh, and I could chat for to you for another hour um but I don't want to hog too much of your time mate so a perfect time to wrap it up thank you very much for coming on again. Um, I said it last time and I'll say it again, and hopefully this time people start to believe me. You're an absolute star uh, and definitely by no means is what you did in Tokyo, um, you know, the, the peak of where you're heading. I think we're going to see phenomenal things from you in the future. Thank you so much, you know, for, for entertaining us and selfishly, mate, for someone who's in Sydney, um, what you guys did in Tokyo definitely kept us entertained and distracted me from the fact that we we're in lockdown and stuck in our house. And now, you know, Gladys has put us with locked uh, bloody curfews and all sorts of stuff. So thank you very much for that, mate. What you and the Australian team did uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and you guys would have definitely inspired young athletes, um, you know, to, to keep going in the sport and to strive for their own goals. So thank you very much, mate. And thank you for coming back on Off the Block Swing podcast. Thank you. It's such a privilege. It's amazing to be here and talking right now is crazy. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our good friends at Pro Swim Workouts. Thank you all once again for downloading the show today. Your continued support is always appreciated. And don't forget to check out our other weekly podcast, the OTB Crew Podcast, where I'm joined each week by Lani Pallister, Lachlan Carter, and Josh Edward-Smith. We talk a whole lot of swimming. The crew give their own unique insider perspective on what's going on in the world of swimming, as well as special guest Olympians joining the show for some fun. We also talk music, movies, other sports, and generally just have a good laugh. If you're looking for a fresh swimming podcast with a bit of mainstream twist to it, this is definitely the one for you. Join us every Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcast for all the fun. I just want to-